Hello, and welcome to Starside Chat, the official podcast of Starside Cafe, which is our YouTube channel. My name is Aaron, and I'm joined by Zach Owens. Hello, Zach. Hello, how's it going? It's going well. We had a very productive weekend. We're going to talk about it in this cast, but uh, have you been... How's it been going for you? Anything interesting happened since the last time I saw you? A little thing called God of War, which I think is going to yes. be the main discussion topic uh, for this week's Very podcast. Very excited about that, yes. Yeah, so but before we get into that, maybe we should talk about some news briefly? Okay. <laughs> so start us off. We got, what, Ubisoft at E3? Yeah, I saw this last week. Uh, they were talking about, so they officially announced that their press conference is going to be on June 11th, and e- Ubisoft is usually towards the end of all the press conferences, Bethesda's usually first, and this actually might be a very interesting press conference because they're going to have footage, Not, I mean, uh, who's to say if it's going to be like just uh, pre-rendered stuff or actual gameplay. But they're going to have stuff about the Division sequel, which I'm very excited about. Yeah, I'm very excited about that as well. Because we got into Division for a little while. But uh, they also, a couple, I don't think it was last E3, I think it was two E3s ago, they had that crazy footage of Beyond Good and Evil 2 that was going to be like open world, like space exploration with like hoverboards and stuff. It looked crazy. Uh, I kind of don't even know what to expect from that game. I didn't play the first Beyond Good and Evil, but nor did I. the The footage from that game just looked crazy, and I kind of don't know what to make of it just yet. Yeah, so TBD on that. That's something to look forward to. And w- as we get closer, probably at some point in May, we're going to do multiple videos about E3, things we want to see, and uh, the coverage. We'll have E3 coverage round the clock when it happens, let me tell you. Oh, yeah. But... Uh, <laughs> The other thing, this is something you talked about in one of our first videos that I had no idea about was uh, Skull and Bones they're probably going to show. Yeah, I remember it was a, a kind of a weird thing last uh, last E3. So they were unveiling uh, Sea of Thieves. I guess maybe not unveiling it, but they were talking about it and showing some footage of it and everything, and everybody was getting very excited about it. And then like later, Ubisoft is almost like a footnote. They were like, oh, yeah, also we're doing like a pirate <laughs> open like i don't know if it's open world or you know one of those like persistent online game worlds uh i think it's going to be pretty different obviously like graphically they're going for more of a realistic look whereas sea of thieves was going for like a very cartoony look but even just within like the gameplay because it seems like instead of you just being uh, like a member of some crew and you're working with your friends or whatever it seems as though you're just like controlling the ship and so you see all all your crew members or whatever but they're just sort of doing you know their own thing as you're sort mm-hmm. of more directing the ship in general yeah so i'm not sure how all of that's going to work so maybe we'll see more of that this year and kind of figure out what's going on with that game uh, but I, considering how disappointing Sea of Thieves was for a lot of people, uh, maybe Skull and Bones can be the game they wanted Sea of Thieves to be. But what if, what if Skull and Bones is, is like super similar to Sea of Thieves, and now Ubisoft is just like sweating bullets over all the reviews of Sea of Thieves? I, I don't know. 
Yeah, I, that could be the case. Maybe they learned something from the release of Sea of Thieves and they've Hopefully. like changed their plans. Yeah, if we see them be like, hey, this is uh, getting put, the release is getting pushed back by a year and a half. Yeah. Was, that probably means that it was super similar. I was going to say, if if we hear of like them pushing the game back, then we know something's up. But uh, I, I don't think it's going to be that similar. I think they're doing different things. I think it's more based on like a shared world sort of cooperative version of the Assassin's Creed uh, pirate thingy. Well, speaking of Assassin's Creed, so the other two games, the sort of franchises that Ubisoft have, Assassin's Creed, which I have heard rumors is going to be in Greece, uh, which would be interesting. I'm not sure of the time, but Ancient Greece, I think, would make sense. Uh, and then the other thing, which I'm very excited for, is there's a rumor going around that they'll have Watch Dogs 3 stuff to show, and it'll be set in London. Hmm. And which I would be very interested in. I very much enjoyed both Watch Dogs 1 and Watch Dogs 2. I thought they were great. I prefer Watch Dogs 2 because it's a sort of an homage to hackers in a lot of ways, which is my favorite movie. Kind of like a group of teens, young adults kind of taking on the man. And there's even a part where you hack the planet, which I very much enjoyed. But <laughs> I would be very, I'm pro anything where you play like a crazy hacker that has like crazy hacking abilities. I have not played either of the Watch Dogs oh, really? games. Yeah. That's crazy to me. I thought you had. No. Uh, so I I watched a bunch of Watch Dogs 1 on Twitch. And mm-hmm. so I got to the point where I was like, I think I'm good on that. Uh, and then for whatever reason, I didn't get around to Watch Dogs 2. I think I was either busy with something else or I don't know what was going on. I just didn't get oh around to it. Uh, but yeah. Ubisoft. I know you've spoken very highly of them for a long time, so. Ubisoft is very good at doing, like, participating in Steam sales and being like, all Ubisoft titles are some percent off. And I feel like Watch Dogs is going to get that treatment. Maybe when the Steam summer sale happens, if it's, like, 50% off or something, you should definitely pick up Watch Dogs 2 because if you're not playing anything, it's very fun to sink a lot of time into. And uh, it has it's basically like watching Silicon Valley almost. Well, so that's part of the problem, actually. Uh, you're right. Ubisoft does, like, frequently do sales on Steam. But, like, I've been wanting to get the Assassin's Creed Origins game and play that because I've heard such good things about it. And it's been so long since I've played an Assassin's Creed. Uh, yeah. And it's been on sale multiple times since it came out. Like, it's it always drops down to, like, 35 for, like, a week, like, every couple of weeks or so or, like, every other mm-hmm. month or something like that. And every time it does, it's like a week before something else comes out that I, I'm <laughs> going to get or like after yeah. I have just gotten something and I'm like, I don't, I'm not going to have time for that. So I, you don't have to immediately play, like, have you ever, uh, you're new to PC gaming, but have you, have you ever bought a humble bundle before? I have not. I have conservatively 120 games on steam, but a lot of those, firstly, I got steam in high school, but also like. Humble bundles are really good deals and like you'll pay five bucks and get like 20 games and you're not going to play all those games at once. You can just like, I think the best one I ever, there was like an EA one maybe, or I don't remember exactly, but there was some high profile games and you had to pay like above the average to get like an extra four games. So I paid like $14 and I got like 20 games and I haven't played, like I have Burnout Paradise and I have not played that, but I might someday. 
Yeah, I I will say I have bought a lot of games on Steam uh, just to have for because I know there's going to be a time where I will probably want to play them, but I'm like not mm-hmm. playing them right away. And most yeah. of those have been because there's like some crazy Steam sale, whether it was like a summer sale or like a holiday sale. Uh, so I have bought games on Steam uh, with the in, like knowing I was not going to be able to play them right away, but um, usually those are like games that are uh, games that I owned on like 360. And yeah. I wanted to have them in my PC library so I wouldn't have to worry about, like, console generations and whether it's going to be, like, backwards compatible anymore. And, exactly, and they were can... all on sale for, like, $10 or less. Steam is great. And, like, the fact that you can just, like, build a new computer whenever and still have all your games is so yeah. handy. And, like, you can share your games with your family as well. That was one of the main reasons I wanted to be a PC gamer was because, like, I was so invested into the Xbox 360 that when the PS4 came out, I was like, oh, man, I'm leaving behind so many games. Mm-hmm. And, like, I still have my 360. I could plug it back in again and play those games if I really wanted to. But it's like, at some point, you just want to, like, get rid of your old stuff and just have everything in one place. Also, there's, like, Xbox, this generation is doing a pretty good job of making stuff backwards compatible, but, like, you've had to wait for that, you know what I mean? So, to me, like, PC is great because it just sort of, you don't have to worry about that at all. Like, you don't have to worry about next time, like, whenever the Xbox 2 comes out or, like, the PlayStation 5 comes out, you don't have to worry about whether the games you've owned and invested so much time into this generation are going to be playable again uh, on that next generation. Like with a PC, you just own it and you can play it and it's great. I couldn't agree more. Moving on. Well, hold on. (laughs) One more thing about like digital games. Uh, If you are an Amazon Prime uh, subscriber, I guess, uh, on and you do like the whole Twitch Prime thing, they they have deals going right now. Uh, SteamWorld Dig 2 is free. Oh, yeah, you picked that up on uh, Switch, didn't you? I played it on Switch, and I added it to my... Like, they have this, like, Twitch app now that you can download on PC, and, like, you can actually get games through them. I guess they're trying maybe a little bit to compete with Steam in that, but uh, they do frequently have a lot of offers if you're, like, a Twitch Prime, which is, like, Amazon Prime or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, And... Yeah, so I've gotten a couple of games through that, and so I, since it was free, I just, I guess, got SteamWorld Dig 2 on PC now. Because, yeah, I I played it last year on Switch, and I loved it, and I would highly recommend it. It's on my list, definitely. Uh, We're talking about Ubisoft, and you put this on here completely independent of me talking about their E3 press conference, but... That Division movie with Jake Gyllenhaal, there's some movement on it. Back like, I feel like it was like a week or two after The Division came out. They were like, guess what? This is going to be a movie with Jake Gyllenhaal. And then we didn't hear anything about it. But now it's got a director? Yeah. uh, So the director of, I want to say, John Wick. Let Let me look him up real quick. Uh, David Leige? I don't know how to say his name. He's directing Deadpool 2, it seems like. And he's on board to direct the Fast and Furious spinoff with Dwayne Johnson and Jason Statham, which I'm crazy excited for. 
Yeah, so this he was a stunt man, and he has like turned into a director, and he directed. Uh, uh, he worked on John Wick, uh, and uh, he directed that Atomic Blonde movie. That's great because both of those movies have excellent, yeah. like close quarters urban action. Very great physical, uh, physical. Well, that's not a word. Visceral action, uh, and uh, yeah, he's doing Deadpool two, and apparently he's going to direct this uh, Division movie. So uh, that makes it significantly more exciting because the action could be really great. But also, I kind of wonder what they did to uh, entice uh, Jessica Chastain and Jake Gyllenhaal to this movie. Yeah, because they were the first ones. They were, like, on board immediately. Yeah, like, even, I guess, even before the director was announced, so. I don't know. I, I We've talked about this before, maybe on the podcast. I don't remember. But I love movies where somebody has a secret that's going to get revealed. I mainly prefer like romantic comedies like that like uh i love you got mail but uh or like 10 like things i hate about you where somebody's hiding something uh, no so that's a bad secret i like <laughs> i was gonna I like good say secrets. that's like kind of not great but all right <laughs> secrets where you're like where one is like wait a minute you're just dating me for a bit like that's not a good secret but like okay, i was gonna say that's like, a trope that people make fun of in movies a good secret is i am a crazy government like secret agent sleeper cell that's waiting for like impending doom but i'm living out my life oh no impending doom has happened i that i'm like the, it's like that jet Li, the jet lee movie uh black mask did you ever see that movie? oh yeah i remember that movie he's just like a very timid librarian but he's actually hiding out and he's like a superhuman like that's great and this is going to be great there's going to be a scene man wouldn't it be great if he is like a librarian or like a teacher or something and then he has to save his kids and all of his kids are like, uh, it's like that scene in Hook where like the kids see Robin Williams, but he's like pan now and they're like, oh my God, that's my dad. And they freak out. That's like, or like the obvious thing is like when uh, Meg Ryan figures out that Tom Hanks is actually uh, like Chicago, what was his name? It was like Cubs fan or something. I, I don't something, remember. It's too long ago. I think it was something with Chicago. Now, no, you know what? Maybe it was a New York thing. I don't know. Or like anyway. when they realize that it's Arnold Schwarzenegger playing the part of Turbo Man and Jingle. I'm just trying to think of all the ones that would be terrible. Mm. <laughs> anyway, I'm super excited for this because it seems like a great director and it's a very cool premise for a movie. Like I like a, I like a strong crazy protagonist well so that's gonna so, take care of stuff so here's the question then is this the first like good video game movie the one that not only is very good like critically but is like a huge box office success the one that paves the way for even more video game movies mm, tbd but it's definitely got a lot going for it it does uh i'm interested to see more of that um, this is actually kind of a movie-heavy uh, news week, so why don't we move to the next bit of video game or video game movie news? Oh yeah, well that's uh, speaking of video game movies, they're making another Doom movie. Indeed, they are. Did you see the the Rock Doom movie? I didn't. No. It wasn't great for a couple of reasons. Number one being that they backed off the whole hell angle. Like, the reason there were, like, demons, they weren't even called demons, 
was because like there was an ancient race of aliens on Mars that developed like teleporting technology or no, it wasn't even teleporting technology. That's from doom. It was very dumb, but it basically led to like, that was one problem with it where they, it wasn't about hell. Another problem with it was the rock was not the main character, which is like Carl Urban was the main character. So like whatever, but like the rock (laughs) should be the main character in every movie. The rock is in. Well, Uh, they know that now. I think back then they didn't know that for sure yet. Also, there was going to be like a revolutionary first person shooter segment of this movie that ended up being very awful. <laughs> uh, it was this weird, it, uh, to watch it these days, even to watch it when it was happening was just like surreal because it was so terrible. But uh, it looked like a full motion video game almost. <laughs> but uh, what if they did? They what if one. they did hardcore Henry as Doom? Yes, that's what it should have been. If they wanted to do that, it should have been the whole movie and it should have been Hardcore Henry. That would have been really awesome, actually. Yeah. But this is a new one that's coming out. And actually, reading the article, apparently it's being developed by Universal 1440, which I've not heard of, 1440 Entertainment. Apparently, they handle non-theatrical titles. So they do a lot of direct-to-DVD or digital stuff. And so there's some speculation this might end up on, this might be like a uh, Cloverfield Paradox type thing where Netflix is like, oh, we'll take this off your hands. So Interesting. It, might not be, it might not be in theaters, but maybe they've learned a lot. I feel like we're getting to a place where people understand, like I believe Doom was prior to like any like Marvel or anything going on. So people were just sort of like, it was shots in the dark. But we've had a couple of really visceral, crazy action. Like, we've had Hardcore Henry and John Wick and things like that. And hopefully they realize that they just need to go, like, crazy. Like, Deadpool is another example of a hard R that did really well. Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure Doom uh, 2005 was PG-13. Yeah, that's Which dumb. is crazy. Yeah, they always find a way to mess it up, kind of like that. But So the other question I guess I have is, like, What's the name of the main character in Doom? He's the Doom Marine. Yeah, but, like, who is he? He's the Doom Marine. Didn't you play the new Doom? I know, but my point is he's not, like, this guy, right? You don't, like, cast Carl Urban and he's, like, this guy, right? He's the Doom Marine. That's all he needs to be. And I feel like they're going to mess that up. Doom 3, which people... Whatever. It was a game, and I played it. But uh, in that one, you were just like John Space Marine. But usually, it's like almost more primordial, where like, especially in the new Doom, they got that like really right, and I really liked that, where like, you were sort of just a force of nature. You were like, you were the Doom Marine, and uh, demons were like very afraid of you, and there was a bunch of lore. So I hope they lean hard into the whole demon aspect. That's what I want from this movie. I want them to do that. And I feel yes, like they're not going to, and that's why well, it who could say? potentially suck. Maybe, I mean, definitely there was a lot of criticism of the other movie, other Doom movie, and so maybe they want to distance themselves from that and actually make a, make a good movie. So maybe they, I don't know. We'll see, I guess. Yeah. I guess we'll have to wait and find out. But The Rock was in that, the first one. He's not going to be in this one, but... The Rock is in Fast and Furious, which we've already talked about. And there's going to be a Netflix original cartoon series that is Fast and Furious. Does it lend itself to, like, an animated series? 
I hope so. I'm kind of confused I love, by this. Fast and Furious is one of my favorite film franchises, and so anything that gets me more Fast and Furious, I mean, obviously their main pull is Vin Diesel and uh, The Rock, but this is going to star someone named Tony Toretto instead of Dom Toretto, and he is like Dom Toretto's uh, cousin or like nephew, maybe. And they get like, uh, I think they get enlisted by this secret government organization to, uh, yeah, Tony is recruited by a government agency to infiltrate an elite racing league bent on world domination. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. They're a racing league, but they have to take over the world. Like, how does that not sound great? I mean, you could also say that in a way that sounds more like how does that sound good you are you saying you're anti fast and furious movies is that correct i'm not anti them i just you're a bit of a film snob uh a little bit sometimes i try not to be but uh i also have not seen a lot of the fast and furious movies. oh my god zach they're so good (laughs) well so like there's a lot of them that are dumb you have told me like you have to watch specific ones right Yes. So the first one is good to get a baseline. That's the one uh, I've seen. Sort of, yes, that's it's good to like in comedy they say you have to de- like establish reality basically so that you can go forth from that. But uh watch the first one. I I don't really think you have to watch the second one. It introduces Tyrese and I think maybe some other characters. I don't remember. Do not watch the third one because it is terrible. The fourth one, I straight up don't know anything about. But the fifth one is the one where you can really start. Like, five and onward are where they, like, they figured it out, and they were like, we're just going to go insane. The first one, I'm talking, like, I think uh, this is originally, like, something Adam Scott said in How Did This Get Made? But the first one, they're, like, they're stealing VHS players. Like, that's that's what they're doing. And it's, like, there's racing involved, but really they're just, like, they love cars. They're doing some, like, low crimes for reasons. And then in the fifth one, and I think it's like the sixth or seventh one, they're in a room with a NATO general and like (laughs) Vin Diesel pulls a gun on him and like takes a nuke away from him. Like it escalates significantly. Yeah, that's what I've gathered. So uh, the reason why I guess I haven't watched these is because like I saw the first one and then like the second, third and fourth came out and everyone was like, nah, these are not good. Pass on these. And so by the time like the fifth and the rest of them came out, I was like, well, I've already heard that they're, they're bad and I shouldn't watch them. But also like even if they have started to get good, like I'm so far behind at this point, is it even worth getting into? All you really need to know is that Dom is in love with this woman played by Michelle Rodriguez uh, called Letty and they're like together forever and they've been married but then in the fourth one I guess she dies and so he's very broken up broken up about that and uh, Paul Walker is married to Vin Diesel's sister who is played by Jordana Brewster that's it really everyone I mean, else is that, sort of like especially basically get set up in the first movie Maybe it does. It's been a very long time since I've seen that. But you have to know that Letty is dead in the fourth one. And uh, and then the fifth one happens. Mm. Which is the one Zach- where they're like pulling a giant safe like through town or whatever. Like That's on cars one. that could never possibly pull. Like they just don't have the power to do that. Zach, they put 
super engine. And which is the one where Vin Diesel like jumps across the highway and catches someone in midair and lands on like the hood of a car and is totally fine? I think that's the sixth one. Like, I do you kind of see where, where, like, these are the impressions I have of these movies, and that's why I've kind of not jumped on board with them? How does Vin Diesel jumping from a car to catch someone not make you want to see a movie? I mean, for one, it depends on how much you like Vin Diesel. Uh, I love Vin Diesel. <laughs> really? He hates The Rock. How, how are you, like, you're a Rock loyalist, so I don't know how you've not taken a side in this fight. Uh, I mean, I definitely like The Rock more, and The Rock is a better person. Yeah. But Vin Diesel is also just, like, hilarious. I suppose. His Instagram is hilarious because of he hasn't been how posting recently. stupid he makes himself out to be. Zach, there's a scene in Fate of the Furious where The Rock literally punches a missile out of the way. <laughs> he mean, sees a missile, and Tyrese is like, this is going to explode us. And The Rock is like, no, I've got this. And he he pushes the the missile away with his fist. So I, I'm of two minds of these things. Like, there's a side of me that, like, loves that, like, crazy, like, 80s over-the-top action movie hero type of thing that would, like, totally be on board for some of this stuff. And then there's, like, the side of my brain that was, like, the film student that, like, studied all this stuff and has, like, a love of, like more grounded movies and that part of my brain looks at this stuff and goes this is just ridiculous and stupid and i don't and i I saw there's that part of me that's sort of battling over all of this interesting maybe we should watch one of them together uh yeah i mean i guess we can do that well well, you that was a long hesitation there well so i because i also want you to watch grand budapest hotel and I cannot get you to do that. I can't do that until I know the Cylons are going to kill me, Zach. Um, what if I, like, st- I'm going to come up with a way to, like, make you believe that Cylons are attacking. You can try. But in the meantime, we should totally watch Fast and Furious 5, 6, and 7, and 8 all on the same day. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, I'm very excited for this Fast and Furious uh, animated show, so we'll see what happens. Uh, the other bit of movie news, which I just saw right before we started recording, is that they released, or it kind of got leaked, what Venom is going to look like in the Venom movie. It looks pretty crazy. So uh, what what do you think of this? I don't know, because it's like, it's kind of in the same universe as spider-man but we're not sure if spider-man is going to be involved at all so yeah that's the thing that kind of confuses me because i want to say this is still is this sony this isn't marvel right no it's in no way affiliated with marvel yeah so that's where i get kind of lost in some of this stuff and i don't like it's not connected right no well so we don't know they want it to be in the same universe as Spider-Man, but we're not sure if that's going to happen or not. Uh, well, and which Spider-Man? Do they mean, like, the Marvel Spider-Man, or do they mean, like... Yeah, that's the only Spider-Man. Uh, they have disregarded the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man. That's not happening anymore, no. Okay. Well, I mean, so, uh, essentially, Sony is wanting this to eventually cross over with Marvel, even though Marvel has their own, like, specific plan. Yes. They... <laughs> They got Spider-Man into the Marvel Universe, and now they're trying to just, like, kind of... They got their foot in the door, and they're trying to widen the door and get some of that Marvel magic, but uh, 
I don't know. This looks like it's going to be very dark and also maybe a little boring. So, <laughs> I mean, based on the one trailer, I guess we don't know. But the one trailer looked like really just like very uninteresting to me. But yeah. I don't know. The CGI on the Venom doesn't look awful to me. So here's the thing. I, uh, I like Tom Hardy a lot. And there's part of me that's very curious as to what drew him to this movie. So I would probably see it based solely on that. But I'm also, like, not huge on Spider-Man. And so I don't know that much about, like, the villains from Spider-Man. So I'm also, like, there's this movie that's coming out that is based on, like, some side character from the Star Wars, or Star Wars, Spider-Man universe. And so that part of me is more like, why should I even care about this? Good question. And the Venom design, did you ever see a movie called Split Second starring Rutger Hauer? No. You would not like it because uh, you would probably turn your nose up at it. But the I'm the coming off design... as this, like, a horrible, like, snob in this. <laughs> and this it, I'm not feeling good about it. Uh, the monster design in that is very similar, I think, to this Venom design, which, like, I have very fond memories of that movie. And so... Like, I'm watching this clip, this, like, five-second clip of him over and over again, and the symbiote just, like, comes over his face, and it's just, like, grinning crazily, and it talks. And uh, this has the, t- the potential to be kind of, like, like dumb good based on that, but th- it might be, I don't know, the tone looks like a DC movie almost to me, because everything is just, like, dark colors, and it's, like, nighttime streets well so so here's the thing sony kind of uh redeemed themselves with logan last year as far as i'm concerned so i I, uh plus people really love the the deadpool movie so i think they're like maybe they've learned their lesson a little bit and they're getting better and they're they are taking newer better directions so i'm actually more interested in this movie than like the Fast and Furious cartoons. Mm, interesting. We have one other bit of news that is actually video game related. Uh, yeah, uh, Campo Santo was bought by Valve. Yes. Now we both played Firewatch. I know. I mean, I know. I did. You did. Too, I right? did. Yes. I enjoyed it, except for well, I guess we can't. We shouldn't get into spoilers, but I felt that I mean, it could have gone a much enough. more interesting. That's a good point. I wish that it had been something crazy and not just like uh, the plot twist was that it's like all based in reality and it was like some old man mourning the death of his child. I mean, that's fine if that's like a theme or like something that's happening as sort of like a character-driven part of the narrative. But uh, yeah, like it definitely feels a little like Stranger Things where you're expecting there to be like some sort of almost sci-fi or supernatural type of an element at play there. And it just turns out that that's not the case at all. And so it is a little bit, I guess, disappointing. But I overall, I really enjoyed that game. I loved the art style and uh, had a lot of fun with it. Um, I did too. And they're making that new Egypt game, which I can't remember the name of. Yeah, I don't remember the name of it either. I just remember them showing the like reveal trailer at E3, I think last year maybe. And then seeing the year that it's coming out, I was like, oh, this is super advanced. Uh, that's We're not going to see that for a while. So I'm not quite sure what Valve buying them means for either Valve or Campo Santo. 
It's a good question because usually when a game company buys another game company, it's to make that company make games for them. But Valve doesn't really like make a lot of games. Oh well, so I it's my understanding that the stuff that Valve is working on right now is all like VR stuff and it, like I think they have 3 projects in the works. Oh but really? But I don't know what any of them are. Yeah, I guess I could see I guess Firewatch would have lended itself very well to being a VR title. Yeah. I can see that so as well. So I could well. see them like the narratives I guess is what they're buying. They're buying like the narrative skills of Campo Santo, which is good. And I like Campo Santo. They were they were on the first episode of that Foo show by Will Smith and uh they seem like cool guys. I didn't see that, but yeah, I I liked Firewatch quite a bit. Um so I I would be uh curious to see what a project involving both them and Valve w- would be like. So we shall see. Probably not for a couple of years, but uh other, I guess, minor footnote would be that uh, uh, news recently, I guess, came out that PUBG is getting like a map selection tool type of thing. So if you're like super into PUBG, that's probably pretty cool news for you so that you can uh, hopefully avoid playing, uh, what is it, uh, Miramar over and over again. I like Miramar. I know a lot of people don't, but uh, I find it to be pretty fun. Well, I mean, if you want to, if you specifically want to jump in and you know what map you want to play, then maybe you can, with this new selection thing, you can go ahead and find that map as opposed to constantly getting the map you don't want. Yes. And there's a new map called Codename Savage, uh, which is the small map that they have been doing beta tests for. I think they've done three so far. And that's still not, you still have to apply to get a key to play that when they open the server up. But when that opens, I'm sure everyone is going to want to be playing that because it's uh, apparently a lot of fun. Yeah. Because it really, it it tones down the games where you're just like looting and don't see anyone for 20 minutes. So it's like instant action pretty much wherever you drop. I'm looking forward to that dropping onto the test server so that we can try that out. It technically is on the test server, but you have to have a key for it. Well, I, I mean like for the public. Yeah, for sure. I'm super excited for that, too. Yeah, we should definitely do a video on that when we get access. Apparently, it's very easy to get keys. I'm just, we're always busy when they're, like, I always go out of town when, because it's usually on weekends when they do it. Yeah. Anyway, that's not a big story. Just wanted to mention it. And uh, I guess we can move on to the next thing. Yes. Zach, well, we can't really, because I finished uh, Far Cry 5 last night. And I have a lot of things to say about the ending, and they are not positive. Oh, really? You have not finished. Yes. You have not finished it. So we will maybe talk about this next week, but uh, get ready for disappointment, Zach. Oh, no. What's also crazy is like, so I completed the second, I the first person I took down, there's three lieutenants you have to take down. I took down the, Jose- I think it's the name of Joseph, the Joseph Seed. And then I was going to do the girl, Bliss, I think is her. No, that's the name of the drug. I don't remember her name. But uh, I took her down. And then last night I was like, okay, I'm going to start doing the top area. And we'll see how far I get. And the first and second area, it took me a pretty good amount of time. But I slammed through the final area in like three hours. Mostly because like I was like done having people talk at me. So I started skipping cutscenes. Yeah. But... uh 
I know. I slammed through the top like white tail white tail hills or whatever it's called, Mount Mount Whitetails or whatever. I slammed through that in like three or four hours and then the ending happened. And I really want to talk to you about it, but you have to play it. I yeah, I was tr- gonna try to finish it before God of War, and then I got sidetracked by the new Overwatch event and didn't finish it. I maybe I'll try to set aside some time this week and finish Far Cry Five so that we can have a good long discussion about that on the next podcast, or maybe like in a separate like Far Cry Five final thoughts video. But yeah, um, yeah, I mean it's definitely. I think I like Far Cry Four better. Well, so I, I but, guess I don't know that I had super high expectations for the story anyway because I had heard such bad things about it to begin with. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a good point. But I, I guess, like, to me, the, the and we don't have to talk too much about this because we should save it, but um, I think you're right about how the different sections that you go to, like, they feel shorter with each one that you go to. Uh, maybe it's just because I had already like stopped into those areas to go get all the companions. So I like made a mm. trip to go uh, unlock all the companions so that I could get all of their uh, challenges out of the way to get all those perk points. Yeah. Uh, and I feel like just in doing that, I am almost done with the the guy to the north. And I've done little more than that, and maybe like one other thing, one or two other things. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, it definitely feels like it's going faster, like the speed is, or the pace is sort of picking up uh, as as I go. So, mm-hmm. Well, uh, I guess we should talk about it, the elephant in the room. The thing that made you not finish it is we started playing God of War. So very excited. Uh, we played a whole bunch of it uh, over the weekend. We played seven hours yeah. uh, on Saturday. And it was great. We had a lot of fun. We, uh, you and I, were playing together so that we could uh, put our let's play up. Uh, so yes, which is coming out now every day this week and every day, pr- probably until we finish it. Which TBD on that. Well, weekday. We'll every up every a, weekday. Every weekday. That's right. We'll be putting out a vid, and uh, I gotta say. We played for seven hours, but I never got tired, and I kind of wanted to keep going when we were finishing up. I did as well. If it wasn't, like, I think, like, 9.30 by the time we were, like, decided to stop, uh, if it wasn't that late, we, I definitely would have kept going because I was uh, super into it. Um, I am really, really enjoying the story, the the father-son dynamic, and... Yes. Uh, the way it is going about that. I was not sure how the, like, no cutting uh, was going to work. And it seems to be working really, really well. I have to agree. And just, like, the axe is so satisfying to use. Like, previous God of War games, you're always collecting new weapons. Like, you'll kill uh, a god and, like, acquire, like, an item I think it was uh, was it Hermes that's known for running really fast. But you get his boots in one of them. And those were just, like, really fun because he would just, like, run up people and just, like, kick them crazily. Or you would get, like, a crazy giant hammer or, like, a crazy scythe. Uh, and in this one, it's only the axe, but you can customize it. And just, like, you're constantly learning new intuitive moves to do with the axe. And it's just, like, it's so satisfying to throw it and it, like, whips back in your hand. Yeah, it, I- 
the combat is so so satisfying and it's so we good. waited way too long to get that one like heavy uh attack yes. with it that is super satisfying and also like just really really um uh brutal like it's a, just a brutal takedown move and it's uh and a lot of them feel that way where uh, so you have like your different skill trees. So you you have like the one that um, is you throwing your axe, uh, like a heavy throw and a light throw. But then you also have like the light and heavy uh, melee attacks with them, which is like a different skill tree. So you'll get different abilities with those, and uh, some of them are like combos. Uh, and then you have your shield skill tree, which is like your. Um, sort of your melee uh without the the axe abilities but also like your rage mode uh and then there's also uh like the bow so like the the skills that atreus has so there's like three different sort of main skill trees but each of those sort of have their own i guess separate skill trees they're they're um there's just a lot of abilities in there i guess that uh maybe leads to one of our a uh, few complaints that we have about the game so far is that the menus are just super dense. They're so, it's like menus on top of menus on top of menus. And one of the tutorials was just a lot of clicking through menus. <laughs> yeah, because like whenever a new thing happens, it does something very helpful where it's like, hey, guess what? Now this is a thing. So if you want to do this, you press circle and then you do this. Like well, the first time you open up everything, it's like it has a lot of stuff to tell you, and it tells you all in like non-skippable little text boxes where it's like, "This is this," and if you want to create this, then you need this, and it just like there was like literally a, a thirty or forty-five second part where we would just like see a box, read it, and be like, "Uh huh," and then go to the next one and see a new box and be like, "Uh huh," and just keep doing that, and it just kept going also, like, and going. A complaint that I have. Uh, is that it's just like all a little bit too small. Like I would yeah. appreciate if things were just a little bigger. So that's a thing. Like I read a, a story about how people are complaining about the text size in it. And so they actually, I think, did an update fairly recently that uh, gave you like a slider, uh, an accessibility oh, really? menu. So you can like uh, increase the text size. But even after that, it's still a little bit small. So... It's, I mean, obviously, it's not as easy as, like, going into a Word document and just, like, setting it from, like, you know, 12 font to, like, 16 or whatever because you would cause problems in the game menu. Like, you would probably break them if you tried to do that. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, the text is a little small. Uh, so you might have to get up and walk over to your TV to look at it in order to read what's going on there. That's my only complaint, though. Like, the puzzles are nice and satisfying they have these nice little boxes where you need to find three runes Mm. and they have interesting spins on them in order you have to like throw your axe at each rune in a set amount of time and then or sometimes it's not a set amount of time sometimes it's just you have to find all three right and then you can get it what's in the box and i would say like it's linear until like the like five or six hours in yeah. and then it starts to be open world which is crazy yeah so we played for what like seven hours on saturday and i feel Seven-ish like hours, yeah. five or six of those hours were just before the game opens up and gives you like the ability to start going around and exploring the open world as you please 
Yes, and the, which is crazy, and it's also like it's great. Like the cinem the cinematic moments and all the narrative are great. I never was like, oh man, I wish it would stop holding my hand. Yeah, yeah. I don't say that to be a negative. It definitely doesn't feel like it's hand holding. Yeah, and then we get you get to the, like you basically you get to a lake at one part, and you have a boat, and you can sort of just do whatever you want. And there are side quests, which I was not anticipating there would be in this game. Yeah, uh, and um, a lot of the things that you kind of go around and um, try to explore with, you'll realize there's like things that are locked behind something that you have to go get. So it's starting to feel a little Zelda-like where you know you're going to have to play a little bit more of the story to find that um, special item or uh, I guess like new bit of magic or whatever that you can then go back and sort of go back to where you were before where that thing was that you couldn't interact with before and then you'll be able to go um, maybe do a little puzzle and uh, you'll get rewards for doing that it's very good and I love it and I I have only positive things to say and I think that's our last item to talk about did you have anything else on God of War other than that how great it is no I mean it's just really great (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. well look forward to those videos here's a question uh, if they were going to make a movie based on this game, like uh, when they rebooted Tomb Raider and they went for mm. a more serious tone, mm-hmm. uh, and now suddenly they've got a movie on that. So if they make mm-hmm. a movie on this, who plays uh, Kratos? Zach, it's got to be The Rock. <laughs> that's your answer for everything, but I feel like uh, that's not right for this. He is, like, such a nurturing personality, though. Like, watching him with children is so satisfying. Like, he has a a little girl in the Fast and Furious movies, and there's, like, a scene where he's, like, coaching their soccer team. Like, he is, like, a father figure almost, and I feel like he's got the emotional uh, breadth of talent to really, like, sell being sort of, like, a stoic... He's also jacked. But uh, he looks great with a beard. But I would say, like, watching him, like, go from stone-faced to, like, caring about the kid, I feel like would be amazing to see. And he could just, like, he can sell being a god. Well, he could. And I feel like he's already played a god in other movies. But you don't think maybe we're, like, getting oversaturated with uh, The Rock and... Like, you almost wouldn't want to see him in or as Kratos in a God of War game. He would look very different. Yeah. But I, well, what's your non rock answer? Um, I don't know. I hadn't honestly thought about who I would pick to cast. Um, what about Tom Hardy? You love Tom Hardy. I do love Tom Hardy. I don't know. I guess he would he see he would play the stoic very well, but I don't know if he can be like compassionate. I watched a lot of that uh taboo show and he definitely like is channeling like he's definitely very dark in that show and I could see him like he yells very well. He gets like very quiet to really loud very quickly, which I feel like is good for Kratos. Yeah, he but, I, uh, I mean maybe you can make the case that he's not big enough cuz I don't know if he's I don't know how tall he is, but um that doesn't matter. Everyone is that's like 5'6". I feel like he would be 
great at it because I do think he could pull off like um, sort of growing to have compassion for his child by the end of it, but he would definitely sell like every other aspect of Kratos, I think. I agree. And I mean, Tom Hardy makes me think of, uh, Tom Hardy being bald makes me think of uh, Christian Bale, who also looks great with a beard and I feel like it might be good. Yeah, and he, like, if you, apparently, as we've learned from Batman, if you ask him to get jacked, he will get, like, super huge. Yeah, he's big into, like, transforming his body for a role. So, I mean, I could definitely see him, and he he looks good bald. He was bald in, uh, what was that dragon movie? Oh, uh, Reign of Fire? Wait, that was Matthew McConaughey. That was Matthew McConaughey. Also a good choice, though. Yeah, potentially. Or hu- Huge Jackman. <laughs> uh, Do you like how I called him Huge Jackman? Pretty good. But we already saw him in that movie. It was uh, Logan. Very true. Yeah. Well, this isn't necessarily as like a, such a downer as uh, Logan. Like I would imagine, I mean, I guess we don't know, but I assume things turn out okay for Kratos because he's unkillable. <laughs> True, he is a god, but he's going up against other gods. Zach, he went up against other gods in other games, and then once he defeated all the gods, he started going up against titans, and then he like defeated them, and so then he just like took off, and I guess he's fighting other gods now. It's true. I'm not sure uh, where they're going to go, but um, he is going to have to face down more gods, but this time they're Norse gods. Yes. So look out for those vids on our channel. And uh, I think that about wraps it up for this week. I think it does. Follow us on Twitter. Uh, give us a like and subscribe. And thanks for listening slash watching. Uh, thank you to Mike for our logo. And yes. um, Ryan for our music. And to Kyle for our intro animation. Thanks to those guys, and uh, we will see you on the next one. Goodbye.